welcome to the Inspiring Human Potential podcast. You will find on this podcast, this channel, Inspiring Human Potential Inner Growth 5D Self-Empowered Enlightened Channeled Guidance episodes, the 5DC I Am Expanding Consciousness episodes, Inner Growth Mindset episodes, 5DC, Krishna Lila, Lightworker episodes, The Adventure of a Lifetime, and Twin Flames and Soulmates, or Lightworkers, Life, and much, much more. And some of these will be subscription-based content, and some will be freely available content. What's most important to note about the IHP podcast is that we uncountry love being people we are actual life love expanding consciousness we are infinite higher human potential consciousness and so every episode is meant to support those who are on a personal development journey becoming the version of themselves that has began life at their first year of age zero years of age you know we we bring together many different topics and it's all about the amazing journey of a lifetime this life it is educational because it's meant to support those who will and are at some point in time have taken a look at the inner growth mindset and really it's because bringing together all of these episodes has been a lifetime journey of my own personal eight-year-old self to help people just to be able to know it's okay to be yourself and while many will come at this being yourself in a gazillion different ways here's what i'm going to share with you and for all of those who will become regular listeners i love having you as a community i look forward to just getting together and talking about our love for life our love cycles for those who are new welcome i hope you enjoy oh and let me make sure that everyone knows here's what a lovely naysayer had to share about this type of content and it is something that those who do not resonate with the enlightenment soul age group will feel and i'm going to leave that at that so this lovely naysayer thank you so much has shared that this content is pseudoscience bullshit and self-help crap so please keep that in mind and also keep in mind that we don't spell out truths i bring together many different topics from a consciousness perspective and they are again educational in the format of trying to support inform and share perspectives q a's and a lot more not only on a mindset that has been researched and tended to by me myself maria and i and then shared as courses future books yada 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 okay so without further ado here's what i wanted to primarily share with you the simplest of things can brighten up the day and our ability to love unconditionally with flaws and imperfections allows for every moment of life to be full of gratitude bliss abundance and ever-expanding love when you see or furthermore i should say when you can see how your life is the most amazing love affair alongside all your loved ones and humanity that life is a never-ending creator of miracles and puzzle pieces which always brings about your consciousness expansion and that of humanities that is if the opportunity to expand and create is taken and remember that we do have to 
choose to practice being in our ventral vagal state guys that nervous system's response and our mindfulness brain and we get to talk a little bit about that in most of the episodes so remember that's very important because the hijacked fear brain will not be able to take that opportunity because they're already in a defense mechanism of their nervous system and their brain has been again hijacked by that fear response whatever safety behaviors have served them to stay safe again enough of that so when the choice of expanding consciousness has been taken then you will know what enlightenment is and what it actually means to live it every day fyi that is a person being a functional adult forgiving nuanced knowing that there is not an evil button there is a shame button and it really isn't a button it's an actual physiological stance that our body can take and there's a way that our brain wires and all of this is indicative of why there are many adoptive children out there who are harsh unforgiving not in any way shape or form open-minded although they may think they are so long story short enlightenment is a functional adult who's open-minded and knows everyone has trauma not that there's this evil thing existing in somebody's body but that there's a nervous system and a brain that develops a certain way so again as we move forward it is from a mind heart and body in this place that you will know what living the isness of life is what living beyond your quote-unquote self is what doing something to help all people and all living things including our earth's resources is it is here that you truly catch a glimpse of what the word love l-o-v-e capitalized actually means in action which is also exactly what expanding consciousness is and enlightenment as a soul age group knows all of these things fyi pure love compassion kindness empathy these are the aspects that give a sense of safety from within and without in the external it is from this place that we see the true heart of all people all humanity has a heart that is this they may not know it but it is this that we create and co-create what we want to bring forth worldwide divide is a choice by the people of all lands every time people choose to speak act and take steps that are not loving not compassionate or equanimous when differences arise amongst each other so whenever people choose to be in their adaptive child response the choice of staying separate and battling is not something that stems from the heart it stems from our hijacked fear brain survival fear and lack in fact it's a physiological response guys this is where these individuals are not actually thinking clearly because they're already in their safety behavior response they don't know who they are because they're not connected to their ventral vagal state as a person so their prefrontal cortex is not engaged what is engaged is their amygdala and if they're already in their survival mode guess what happens to the hippocampus as it gets saturated with cortisol and by the way the stress hormones such as cortisol turn off our lovely oxytocin gene our love hormone so if you're not in a state of love and compassion which most people are not if they're getting upset at anything you're not going to be able to tune in to your body's love because your body's not in a sense of safety and fyi that also is why people don't heal their trauma without further ado again as i continue sharing in this lovely intro which my regular listeners will most likely skip or i hope you can and if you can't well you guys get to be reminded about this which i would say is quite awesome come on and i'm trying to make it fun see (laughs) also the only answers have always been the same 
it's called love cooperation compromise structure organization communication and so much building together so when we choose to be from heart we are always doing loving cooperative compromising structure all of it it's not going to be perfect again flaws and imperfections so what is this this is i am life i am love i am expanding consciousness i am infinite higher human consciousness potential love maria and just so that that we close with a couple of great quotes and before we do that i actually will have some other added information seneca or seneca i don't know how they pronounce but one time discovers truth very true always always and then here's another one wherever there is a human being there is an opportunity for a kindness this is always seneca but my favorite and the one that represents what an enlightenment soul age group person is because we are connected and embodying always expanding consciousness those of us in the enlightenment soul age group we are life we are love we are expanding consciousness which is why we are a representation of the infinite higher human consciousness potential we live it and again Rumi this is Rumi goodbyes are only for those who love with their eyes because for those who love with heart and soul there is no such thing as separation the entire life of an enlightenment soul age group person and anyone who enters into this 5d oneness consciousness perspective as well as this soul age group does not know separateness we're one big ball of energy we're one big soul if you want to call it that and there's a depth of knowing our bodies they contract our nervous system contracts when somebody wants to quote unquote when they present a limited consciousness perspective and so we'll stand up and say be yourself but we won't mean be yourself from the ego we'll mean be your expanded consciousness self our bodies contract whenever there is anything that is beneath the zero vibration beneath the land of neutral the land of equanimity and we will always be already at the top with the infinite having perceived a lot of other aspects depths of dimensions this is why we have shiva and kali besides krishna lila krishna lila we experience the depths and the profound and seriousness with playfulness we have an irrepressible child it's not a child it's a depth of our emotions because we feel from the ventral vagus field shiva we know non-being we have been unseen unheard unvalidated unaccepted by our loved ones in our vulnerable places and loved ones is all of humanity because when we get up and say we love all people we've been told that we should not because evil exists apparently for those who still live in the medieval times our non-being is because shiva was never scary darkness is not scary nor is it evil we actually know what it's like again not to be seen or heard or validated and we understood why kali because our mastery over life and death has always been a burning fire of life and expanding consciousness and knowing that you cannot tell me what i can feel or think you may suggest or give me your opinion or whatever it may be but besides that and no matter what age you were this is where your body immediately just allowed and as you got older so this is a little bit of that 
5dc i am expanding consciousness perspective that you'll begin to hear and again before we close out this intro what you also want to know is that the inspiring human potential inner growth content is also a mentorship type content again that's why it's educational and it includes a journey and mindset that was brought together and researched and still is ongoing because i keep up to date with my psychoeducation and i plan on integrating quantum physics if i am able to grasp those concepts but the bringing together of human and spiritual elements so humanity and spirituality one and in the same although obviously they have their reasons for why's we bring together existentialism psychology sociology neuroscience the spirituality elements involve ascension discussing clairs astrology meta astrology metaphysics 3d 4d 5d these dimensions sometimes we talk about spiritual awakening tarot akashic record readings or just talking about things like akashic akash okay we explore human evolution with the understanding that that is the expanding consciousness so all these subject matters and more it's a multidisciplinary approach okay we bring together again human and spiritual elements to explore the human evolution and consciousness those of you who are life love expanding consciousness and an infinite higher human potential from your mind are going to be able to follow those who are linear you might have questions please feel free to reach out i'm here to share any thoughts anything that is of support again it's something to give the enlightenment soul age group specifically their voice because we don't have a voice out there i have yet to hear the voice of expanding consciousness and here's what um, i will leave you with it is something that involves always seeking not believing we don't believe in the sense of there's only one truth we're always adding to our truth bank if you will because all opinions all perspectives all thoughts all emotions exist and so again welcome to the ihp podcast i look forward to hearing from you guys on any questions on anything again even those who would like to perhaps present a completely opposing view we're open to hearing everything because you know as long as it's loving obviously and when i say loving i mean that it supports the expansion of consciousness of humanity and us working together and being functional adults meaning we can agree to disagree peacefully and allow our life which needs air water and food to keep existing we need those bare necessities from that moment forth we can always use our words that's exactly one of those things that we have as a people so welcome again and i look forward to hearing from you we have a special a nighttime special so you're going to hear a bit of a different tone because you know it's funny even though i'm all alone so i can speak as loudly as i want the night brings that um lower tone for some reason maybe it's the stars and the moon who knows even though i think the moon is waning at this time so i can't see it but i can see some stars and i'm far away from the sky but i still have a glimpse of it this is a special episode we might do more but in the meantime we'll begin with 
the fact that you know the truth about evil is that it doesn't exist and after pretty much I'd say a lifelong search even though I'm not done with it yet (laughs) the answers get clearer and clearer I was I don't even know how old when I was like why do people do what they do just general question and the part about people being evil and mean and all these words that people use you know I just got used to being told that I have pink tainted glasses and rainbows and sunshine and um, that I'm naive and other other words now we usually integrate spirituality and human elements but today for this one for now we're gonna use more of the psychoeducation so the human elements because when it comes to spiritual perspective obviously everybody has belief systems but one I channel and speak and share for the enlightenment soul age group so those people will be inclined to already know what I'm sharing intuitively from the depths of their being and it's not based on belief it's like a depth of knowing in the gut kind of thing which is amazing so when you transcend belief systems and you actually recognize you know a lot of stories have been written in however many 2022 you know so whatever that plus all the other years prior to that you know the before christ ones so when you look at every single one of those books i'd say there's not really a picture there's actions that people talk about as evil and you know the truth is if people actually knew which in time they will you know the one amazing thing about science is that it always comes to prove things and now that we have technology they can actually see in like the human body so there's nothing that they found that points to evil but what they have found is the way that the cell our lovely brain wires the first year of life our right brain hemisphere is what develops first and that's where all of our emotional stuff is and so that can be underdeveloped for those who have households where abuse neglect and trauma of uh, forget what's the other aspect but it's essentially related to our nervous system and to the one parasympathetic nervous system being engaged when we get held but obviously if we're not being held and let's say they're shouting and we're being neglected so get again neglect abuse this doesn't look like anything specific it can be simply a child being left to self-soothe for a long long time obviously there are other variables how the autonomic nervous system of that child infant reacts so there's obviously again room for the psychoeducators to come up with all of what they do to put up the empirical data and for now i think they're not really bothering with connecting the dots with evil because it's a belief system so it's just kind of like not their thing right and they tend to still use words that we use and so mean evil can get described in fact there are some of those lovely psycho educators even though i don't know if i'd call them educators since they i don't think updated their academic 
knowledge yet with the neuroscience sharing and showing that the brain is neutral but it does wire and it can wire for negative it can wire for positive meaning it is inclined we have an inclination to look for negativity there's that negativity bias but that negativity isn't about like the thought pattern it's actually to seek out what might be scary and not painful which would equal if my nervous system is needing to attach because by six months i'm aware of needing to attach plus when you look at the mammalian heritage like there's just so many dots that have been shared so far with my trauma education that i'm getting it's without the license or specialization in psychiatry or psychology but it's still learning about trauma and how our bodies have everything to do with it so nervous system brain again the ability to wire is something that a person can work on but to get there there are different things that we won't discuss right now but that i have discussed and the regular listeners know so point is neuroplasticity is showing that our brain can rewire but it can wire in a positive way for us or it can wire in a quote-unquote negative and i say quote-unquote because while positive has a growth feeling that allows one to sense ease when we say negative it immediately will have a body contract because again negativity bias we hone in on what can bring us emotional pain because people don't think about emotional pain in the sense of a body being able to store when it was being left alone and not being tended to they still think of fear only as looking like oh i'm scared versus understanding a shame blame fault revenge loop or actually of a body that is in a stress so maybe i shouldn't use the word fear but in a stress response we have what is called a window of tolerance and our nervous system has three main responses sympathetic hyper arousal fight flight freeze pawn freeze pawn i think is still part of the flight fight then we have dorsal vagal which is the feign collapse so that's no energy apathy i cannot and then we have ventral vagal the ventral vagal state you know you're engaged in it when you're curious which regular listeners know it's the kadishna lila so the 5dc person embodies this kadishna lila with shiva and kali but an established person in this spectrum and that spectrum would be where there is a level of equanimity from the body heart mind that transcends all belief systems so you can call them seekers but we don't have to they're pretty much people who know that knowledge keeps on building they're able to converse about many different topics get passionate all the emotions but stay centered and grounded in their prefrontal cortex because again that ventral vagal state means that they are in a safe social body so grounded calm is because the nervous system is in the state and the brain is participating so the person is sitting in a brain that does not do this little loop thing shame blame fault revenge so there's not i'm unworthy there's not i'm broken there's not i'm ashamed because of some societal thing that was listed out there and you learned it there's not um i cannot 
and there's also not it's unfair or fair so none of those dualistic terminologies for the fair and fair and i cannot or can is really a part the shame blame guilt false revenge is not a part either because there's not that type of cycle so people who are equanimous and that would be that enlightenment soul age group are pretty set with engaging with people quite socially because even if you might be in your biologically rude state so reactive with the red or yellow so your nervous system the stress response is engaged the person who's in their ventral vagal state is able to see that a person in front of them is pretty much stressed so their nervous system doesn't co-regulate it actually is self-regulated because the person's aware of their body heart mind all of it in one go and has chosen in time to stay engaged in this land of i'm going to call it neutral looking at duality without this shame blame fault revenge loop so there's no sense of insecurity emotionally speaking for the self there's no i need to attach or need to defend these are two motivational systems that every human body has the minute you're in your again ventral vagal state you're not needing to defend or attach you're good and the whole evil thing when you look at it closely you'll find i'm learning about manipulation and gaslighting right now and i just finished the first class and the first class of this new week of information is interesting because the psychotherapist that is sharing their experience was talking about how when dealing with the person who's a parent that was completely gaslighting and manipulating in different ways their children so they lost custody for some time not sure how the story ends because we only got a bit of it but once the psychotherapist was able to work with the parent alone this is when compassion grew for the person because that person was themselves manipulated and gaslighted by their own parent and so their reactiveness is not a chosen it's a reactiveness for a reason the brain again wires a certain way and the nervous system has those three main responses plus the new ones they've recently found attach cry for help collapse submit tease appease so when you look closely with neuroscience updated psychoeducation so psychiatry psychology i would say that the individuals i'm learning from have a very well-rounded background you will always find an answer to why a person does what they do and it is involving their defense and attachment mechanisms and these are learned as you begin life so by six months the attachment style and those would be secure avoidant ambivalent disorganized that's where a child begins this phase of knowing they have to attach to survive to somebody so the body is going to store every single one of those moments in fact we have two types of memory implicit and explicit and they're divided up into twos implicit i forget the right now specifically but the explicit would be things you remember so and i forget the specifics but we've discussed these long story short though the implicit is what takes part in our right brain hemisphere in that first year of life our way of defending protecting ourselves so 
again like fight freeze fawn freeze pawn um, collapse and fawn or faint excuse me so that complete no energy and um, the flight fight is sympathetic hyper arousal the fawn and collapse is dorsal vagal the freeze depends because the tonic mobility if i remember correctly is in hyper arousal it's not until after a certain amount of time and anyone's stuck in their household so the infant has no way out which is why as dr bezel vanderkoek points out a traumatized body which includes a traumatized brain and a traumatized brain is an enlarged amygdala shrunken hippocampus shrunken prefrontal cortex so the enlarged amygdala makes a person very emotionally volatile the shrunken hippocampus does not allow a person to have a good way of remembering things and there's tendentially um, overgeneralization and fragmented memory so let's say you know we all if we're in a healthy brain a non-traumatized brain i should call it our hippocampus will work effectively but already if we start getting angry or anxious it's going to start getting saturated by those stress hormones like cortisol so we're going to start not feeling clear i know i remember when i'd get angry as a teenager that's one of the reasons why i worked on it is my brain would get foggy so that when you get that fogginess and from that moment forward you keep losing hits if you will and you do things you don't mean to do i'm sure we all know about that one right but a person who has a traumatized brain is not just getting angry like there's a way again shrunken hippocampus so there's also the shrunken prefrontal cortex which is our executive decision maker and this creates the impulsiveness as well as not being able to maintain specific types of day-to-day functions as a person who has an executive decision maker would be able to the prefrontal cortex so they also don't commit and or do things long term and this was shared to me by a woman who has a traumatized brain in fact i love how she ends her video because she says you know pat yourself on the back because it's really challenging to live a day-to-day life with this type of brain the right brain hemisphere that first year of life ends up underdeveloped for those who have again neglect abuse and trauma of some sort that involves their body and them not being able to have a constant figure that they're able to count on and so the other part is our nervous systems communicate right brain to right brain so if you have a parent who also has trauma and so if you have a parent who has specific types of ways of dealing with you you're going to pick that up too and our bodies they co-regulate when you're a child you're learning to you know be with life so hello (laughs) it's like uh, math one plus one equals two now there can be some deficits in areas that part i have yet to gain more knowledge on but the example given was autistic children and them having a deficit i forget what the word was that they used it was janina fisher and that's one of the reasons why to support them to identify and or empathize it requires something different because they really aren't able to physiologically from what i gather grasp it from a sensation because we have sensations 
our nervous system so when you start creating a relationship with your body but to do that you have to have an active insula which by the way is underactive for not only those who have a traumatized brain and body and that reminds me of the dr basil van der kolk quotes the different ones that you've learned are when a person has a traumatized brain and body um, there's one the heartache and gut wrench and two there's a numbness and not aliveness and those who are in this situation they seek out the same experiences that brought their terror to feel alive now we can also look at this from an attachment style and patterns of behavior that are based on that not to mention just one plus one equals two if i'm in a household and i observe certain behaviors and patterns in addition to the mechanism i'm also a witness and so of course i'm going to learn by seeing and therefore again it's pretty straightforward but it's not on the surface so the polyvagal theory doctor explains how the psychologists when they began looking into why people do what they do they started to assume that it was learned that behavior is solely learned that's where people have stayed so far they think up the apple doesn't fall far from the tree no that's not the case there's beneath the surface the nervous system in fact one of the studies that the his name is stephen porges the polyvagal theory doctor shares with us is they're looking at covid for example and what has taken place and with his questionnaire which is based on subjective answers to gauge the nervous system's response the autonomic nervous system they're finding that those whose autonomic nervous system is not reactive so there's no reaction they're not storing covid as a trauma they're okay with what's happened meaning they're safe and social they've stayed active with their ventral vagal state and most likely prefrontal cortex so this is the other part if there's brain damage because brain development is important the first year of life those children who are traumatized abused neglected they don't have a specific wiring that takes place so that's why their right brain hemisphere doesn't get the opportunity to wire certain areas that are essential for a person's self to have a sense of stability secure attachment people have trauma they would be i'd say the average in today but already once we get to avoidance we have those who put walls up so it's very clear for me i perceive it immediately it's it's people who are completely inconsistent in their relationships in a specific pattern of not getting close okay i'll just leave it at that and then when we have ambivalent and disorganized though we have a bigger destabilization and this is where i know one person who's definitely in this category seems very likely ambivalent and they it's been five ten i don't even know how many years i've known them at this point but they are just now maybe getting better at being able to self-regulate and to withstand in a reasonable way aspects that they go through with their relationships but they still move from this spectrum of anxious wanting to attach needing and wanting people around and validation to complete isolation or thinking nobody's there even though there are people there and it's no longer as excessive meaning there's a realization that people are there 
but there's still the body that goes through their nervous system because again it's a wiring and it's a way that the actual person attach pressure help collapse submit please appease it's just they integrate the pattern not to mention we all have the unrecharged parts these are like icicles from what i was explained so they're charged and only when the adult is in the room which would be when a person can pause the ego self and be in their prefrontal cortex to pause that it would mean to pause that chatter that it's my fault i'm broken not broken whatever the story is and pausing requires rhythmic breathing and the person's desire to pause so here's why rhythmic breathing is important it activates the insula people who have a traumatized body and therefore that brain they don't breathe as rhythmically and their breath from what i remember is shallow fact the person that i always use as that example when i shared with them the um, dr bezel van der Kolk quote and they're going to therapy actually they're getting help they saw what it said about the whole seeking out one's own terror to feel alive and they were like yep that's exactly it so they immediately spotted how they feel and in fact they've used this term more than once where they don't feel alive and i think they just recently are gaining an activated insulin enough to where they're feeling now their body and i don't have too much time so i'm not going to share that part again but my regular listeners know this is the same person who's talked about rancor and revenge and narcissism and aspects that are beneath that neutrality belt so that are in these areas that people call evil or mean but that in fact are not in this evil mean thing it's people who are reactive in a state of unconsciousness because they're unaware in the moment they're not in their prefrontal cortex they're reactive because threat is what their brain is honing in on even though they don't have this awareness again and so their behavior whether it be manipulation gaslighting ghosting the aspects of the solo ego that people talk about with the narcissist all those things that get called um, mean they're not choosing these are the biological root they don't choose consciously it's a reactiveness that's from beneath this behavior this aspect of what they've seen but obviously your environment is important as well so there's always again more than one variable when it comes to people of course because we're body mind and brain so here's where the heart is definitely something we want to consider but it's going to come after if a person doesn't have a safe body they will not have again a heart that is actively able to be in a state of love because here's the other thing when there are stress hormones the love hormone oxytocin gene gets turned off which makes sense because remember we're all people so we began life our survival brain the reptilian brain is there for a reason and it's that we used to use all of these defense mechanisms in our lovely nature so of course hello if i'm going to be defending if my body's in stress mode obviously my heart can't be like oh i'm so loving and kind right now right i can't sit in a state of compassion 
and in fact when you are fault blame shame revenge loops you're in secondary emotions you're not processing any emotions the primary emotion is sadness so already if you're aware that you're sad and you're processing it that would mean though you're not telling yourself a story you're allowing yourself to feel the body the sensations <coughs> and really <coughs> what you are doing is breathing and then you would want to allow yourself to name the emotion because that sends the blood from the limbic system to the prefrontal cortex so once you name this has been shown in machines by the way always psychoeducation thank you this one is chris willard that was explaining this when we name the emotion the blood flows from the limbic system which is where usually people get taken over tara brock is the one who talks about it it's like waves moving you left and right and also in our temporal so people will not know that when they're reactive your body is already in the stressed response which is why you're not really thinking when you're doing now this is not to excuse it's to explain because people love to say why why are you excusing behavior biological rudeness is not chosen autonomous behavior it's reactive and that's straightforward that people may not want to believe it yet that's fine because as long as they want to not believe it and follow some book that they read somewhere else a story and just use names and labels that they've used for you know years until this information became available well again that's where we are for now but in time thankfully since empirical data is what builds up and at some point or another they will have peer reviews and more peer reviews and news talks about it once it becomes trending attachment styles are already trending so much so that people just use them against each other versus going in depth with it and that's because most of those who use these emotions these attachment styles excuse me against each other are in emotional insecurity the adaptive child self-preserving thinks of things as black and white so it's right or wrong in that duality they're also unforgiving harsh a lot of people very unforgiving and harsh to each other while calling each other names evil mean devil monsters all these lovely not very lovely obviously i'm being sarcastic but that people to them it makes sense because they don't actually go and understand why people do what they do they just think they know and they think they know based on a superficial literature at that you know there's still the left right brain myths around that we can have more of one or the other versus the actual truth which is that myth has been busted we use both brains both sides now the one thing though about the right brain hemisphere is if it's underdeveloped again a person needs that time to rewire it's a whole processes needs that's why thankfully we have our lovely psychoeducators that are integrating the updated ones the somatic experiential and cognitive approaches because it's not enough to say to somebody you're not you know a monster if they believe that they are broken and that their problem they will not feel any different because that shame is an actual physiological nervous system response the first time you get yelled this is janina fisher again who 
gives this example of a child getting yelled at for getting near a stove and it's not to say don't yell at your children it's to say shame people call it i'm ashamed they call it a feeling but it's actually like the body's response it and she shows it it's you know you cower in and there's a whole posture in fact posture is very important so the shame by the way vibration is the lowest in that map of consciousness the one from david r hawkins or the one that i've read that was adapted it's Merck's that one other person my regular listeners know um marcus Merck's or something like that and shame is actually for those who are in the ascension community when they talk about vibration and lower and higher what they don't realize is instead of calling people karmics and again evil or monsters or whatever their names energy vampires is the one that they tend to use they should realize that these are people who need support i mean if anything just stay away but stop dehumanizing them because the support they need is an actual unconditionally loving group of people that can be patient as they learn to navigate their own biological rudeness and obviously again they would need to learn that they're not a problem and that the psychoeducation is real (laughs) many people don't even go to psychotherapy to do personal development they go for symptom relief many of the psychotherapists say they can't actually tell them this is shame or this is guilt or this is this because their ego their protectors because we all have also protectors to protect the wounded parts the wounded parts would be it can be the charged younger parts it can be the family system if you look into the ifs model internal family system they talk about this in this way i learned about the child parts from sue and i like her way of organizing it it's very simplified versus what i've gathered with the whole ifs but they can all be integrated together so the uh, charged child parts would be the one-year-old attached needy that panics it's up till three that one to three-year-old so then three to seven eight-year-old is the shame submissive that would be the one who will stick around and have to tend to the panicky part then we got the freeze which is for all ages so whenever you just don't know what to do so you freeze and then flight the 11 12 year old who feels they would just like to run away but they can't so there's like hopelessness no that would be that i can't do anything and then we got the teenager fight 14 15 16 and this is for average is not people who have fragmentation in a way of having like multiple personalities or something like that it's just everyday people and i remember sharing this data point with somebody like oh well i don't think you know you can box things up because immediately right here is a protector immediately a person who is not aware that it's normal for us to have child parts because you know to me even before knowing the psychoeducation well hello of course i have emotions that come from different ages because i live different ages so the fact that one would think that all of your emotions are always mature you know it's just one of those that a person isn't thinking about because they got a story to tell people are just in the habit of pointing fingers at each other why because they didn't really ever grow up 
when you get to the teenager the teenager is pissed at all the adults they don't trust anyone and they're also rebellious not to mention all those lovely changes the hormones that take place and not to mention that by the time you're now it's 11 or 12 it used to be 13 14 15 even though i think 11 12 is when the children start to look to their peers versus their parents to be accepted so peer pressure exists for a reason the word and this is where all the psychoeducators when i learned about parents and children they made it very clear that 11 to 12 is when all these kids they're looking outside not at home and so now their journey starts to begin which is where in fact the survey i gave for the first part of the inner growth mindset book 200 people answered it and one of the questions was something about when did they start choosing to do them and most was between the ages of 13 teenagers where they started to do them versus think and listen to parents or do stuff that was taught to them if you will in the household so moving forward all these charge parts if there's not the adult in the room which requires a person to be in their ventral vagal state in their prefrontal cortex so the insula is activated and actually i should specify in a physiological state of compassion insula activated amygdala down regulated because first we're going to be alerted of our surroundings but if there's no physical threat the amygdala can down regulate move to the temporal junction where you're relating to situations based on your previous experiences but it's in the prefrontal cortex that you're in the now taking in the information you're not looking at it from a personal lens you're looking at it from the now and from the now you're seeing what you can or cannot do this is rationally speaking because your body's safe and social you're not in a stress response you're not in a window of tolerance you're not hyper or hypo aroused so it means that you're grounded in this connectedness and in fact you're a functional adult forgiving nuance you learn new skills and you know people have trauma so you're a truly autonomous person when you can be in a room with people who are all stressed and or hyper aroused or whatever they're you know doing and you can just with equanimity engage this does not mean that you don't get other emotions it means you're able to sit in a specific space and the action is very clear because you're aware of your body so again all of this stuff to say many many things and the first and foremost the truth about evil is it doesn't exist there's not evil in the heart of humanity there's shame there's guilt there's apathy there's fear there's even the uh, what is it pride or some desire and courage they're all beneath the neutrality belt on that map of consciousness now neutrality is important because not only is that when you start navigating the in-between for my ascension community that's the beginning of this 4d space that people love to talk about and think they're beyond but as long as you're in any type of belief system you're not beyond it as long as you're in duality you're not beyond it in fact you're in separatist consciousness you're in an adaptive child response because you're seeing the world with only your lens and it's right or wrong which is also fyi likes dislikes the foundation of karma so most people don't really process their karma they relive it and they relive it in their dynamics let's also talk about those other soul age groups because that's exactly where they're at 
so they will continue to pursue their own spiritual growth which is your own life you a person we can call it that we don't have to call it anything else and we don't have to associate it to anything because the reality is none of us know after death what happens so we have a lot of different ways we can explore every topic without adding a belief system people tend to do stories because we've grown up with stories but if you want to break anything down it can be broken down that this is not empirical this is what we already know thank you to our lovely ihp naysayer it's pseudoscience bullshit as he says and self-help crap but in the book of the 5dc person no that's not the case it's yes potentially pseudoscience because it has to be allocated in some category but it's not bullshit nor is it self-help crap it's actually important self-information that somebody can use if they want to help themselves to grow up and to be a functional adult and to use their brain effectively like to actually just know that anger and or anxiety dumbs you down because the stress hormones cortisol and whatnot begin to saturate your hippocampus i'd say it's a pretty important information data point and when people say oh you don't like anger i didn't say that i'm explaining to you how you can harness your own body and use your own mind effectively that you may want to think it has something to do with like and dislike that's from your temporal junction so apparently you're okay and or like anger i don't know you know like this is one of those things it's easier for people to stick to their stories because what i'm sharing is something that requires them to every time they get in any charge state to take a pause which they can do if they want they don't have to do this is where it's not negating their choice it's simply presenting to them something very straightforward if you want to behave that way fyi you're not at your best you're not at the top of the top of whatever you think you could be and here's where people again talk about this ego like it's some bad thing we all have an ego self we all have a brain that wires in fact you know the inner engineering course if you ever look into it it's by Sadhguru. it doesn't talk about the actual psychoeducation but i think it was the fifth lesson out of seven or fifth module i forget how he terms them where he talks to us about the brain and memory and consciousness and i forget it right now but there's a whole explanation where what he was talking about i remember connecting because of knowing about implicit memory explicit knowing about consciousness also have my own experiences with players and whatnot so tapping into the collective unconscious or consciousness excuse me and in fact in my psychology education for my trauma certificate with somatopia my dream instructor he shares not only why people don't know how to interpret their own dreams it's because they have identified in a specific way with who they are and they use their left brain they want to try and understand it in a way that is from that one plus one equals two instead of intuitively and that's where they're therefore not picking up on their sensations and then i forget the other i think it was actually these two like identifying and then using their left brain so that's why they're not not everyone will be able to interpret their dreams because they're starting to use uh wanting to understand which leads us back to lovely human condition so people don't realize that 
psychologists for a long time have looked at the human dilemma which is involving why we exist because we have primary and secondary consciousness so person will know that they live and know that they die unlike animals we actually are aware that we will die like that there is death and then we also go on to explore more things and this is FYI my interpretation of when I've read about primary and secondary consciousness I'm not using like the exact words that they have to explain this in addition to all of these elements the part of vibration below neutrality is important because trust the land of trust is where a person will pause if they choose to do so to metabolize their younger charge parts it's when the adults can potentially enter the room so for a person to access their prefrontal cortex a physiological state of compassion is necessary that would be your ventral vagal state engaged insula activated amygdala downregulated temporal junction and then blood flows to the prefrontal cortex and so your cingulate two is activated as soon as you're in any form of window of tolerance so you're beginning to get stressed that's where your brain already begins to uh, the frontal lobes i think are suppressed and that's because again the stress hormones are beginning to be released not to mention that that love hormone is off it always is fascinating to me how people again don't put one plus one when they learn certain things particularly the ones who are in the psychoeducation realm but then again they don't all get a big background of neuroscience because there's different um i think it's topics that they have to study in neuroscience like one guy who i know who just got a degree he said i only had one class of neurosciences in a time person and he wished he would have had more other psychotherapists that i met and encountered along my journey with these classes and right now have a group that i get to meet with regularly is amazing and they all talk about you know this ego and their colleagues not really doing what they do in a way of embodying and learning more and integrating the somatic experience and understanding that there is the nervous system and and the brain and that trauma is from the body so there are people in the field that are not effective because instead of moving more into their topic they're just sticking to their theory their belief their ego is driving the seat but not an ego that is with an adult is a person who's chosen to just sit with a specific number of pieces of information and claim nope now i know everything versus you know are you trying to help people or are you just trying to prove a point you know or what what is this most not most i shouldn't say most a portion of people don't do their job because they embody it they do it because they thought of it from a left brain if you will from a place that is a lived sense of self and that felt sense of self is not really in their peripheral view the essence so when people are in these reactive responses biological rudeness they are not evil they are not being mean on purpose they actually have patterns of behavior habits and stories that accompany them 
these stories are quite sad because you know none of them are true and it's even sadder to see people that fight uh, with each other and then treat each other certain ways because of stories that personally I get I mean I was raised with Jesus and, and God as a person who confirmed Catholic but I can tell you that it is thanks to Jesus actually and my sense of feeling with the whole God thing that I said this evil thing doesn't it doesn't fit my heart was like this doesn't make sense especially since you know we've got somebody telling us forgive them forgive them for they do not know turn the other cheek and then this whole thing of free will and believe in you know love and we're all children of god so when you move into the ascension community this is why the 4d to me makes no sense how they cannot see their inconsistencies but then again it does make sense when i remember exactly how a person's body works and how their protectors all people as long as they want to justify a charged state versus realize when i get angry when i get afraid which doesn't look like fear just thinking i cannot do something i'm hopeless i'm in regret i'm in whatever uh, and then the guilt i feel guilty and the shame so the anger is it's unfair the fear i can't the guilt uh, it's my fault or it's their fault and then the shame i'm broken uh, i'm a problem and that shame cycle is very straightforward inner critic i'm broken it's my fault or it's an asshole you know and then there's the denying that's part of this loop all also taught by a psychoeducator forget her name right now but she's like very well known so the deniers have addictions alcohol sex food drugs anything in excess but these four are uniquely labeled and used in here because they create and allow body to feel i'm gathering certain feelings and really you know denying is the straightforward nah it was no it wasn't that bad but the, the part of the chemistry is where i was going with that one too because again if a person's body is numb and not alive and there are things that take place the collapse submit um, there are these endorphins the orphans that begin to get um, produced so that the child may not feel as much pain so this is where it creates this out-of-body experience and um, it's the dissociation so this is why some people they actually don't feel their own body like one of the stories was a woman not feeling touch like they had to do so many sessions with this somatic exercise before she could feel touch or another woman was running on her broken ankles because she was a runner but she had no sensation of her body and um, the closing of the shame cycle loop is withdrawal reassessing is rarely happening for those people Uh, they will withdraw isolate and go through depression and then they'll just do it over again and in fact it's very well seen to me with all the people i know their patterns which then connects to those who want to talk about ascension expansion of consciousness or even just personal development but you know behavior habits and these stories 
if they're not changing which is what that karma doing it over and over again too so whenever somebody has an emotional situation take place that's where you see the pattern repeat itself if you're becoming aware of your own self and you're learning to have that higher self which is the adult in the room to use your prefrontal cortex this means you're maturing emotionally so you would start self-regulating which means your window of tolerance would start expanding so for the 5dc person we have a window of love the window of tolerance is for those who have these types of attachment styles they're also um, a type of system again that is natural our mammalian heritage way back when if you get kicked out of our tribe we would literally die to death or be with animals so there's always a way that the psychoeducators are explaining how this survival brain kicks in last but not least tara brock when she opens up the compassion summit or the mindfulness summit this year she states how people wonder why right now in this moment of 2022 instead of being kinder to each other people are quote-unquote meaner and she explains our survival brain mode goes into activation because the world outside is changing we've got a pandemic we've got wars we got our resources are actually in threat the body is an intelligence that is here and people don't believe it i mean it's it's very interesting but um obviously i get it because they're not thinking they're thinking body muscles hands i'm talking about nervous system brain okay and that's where it's easy for people to say oh humans are animals you know they're they're survival brain but then you go and explain what it means and they're like no 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 it's not that you know it's it's quite hilarious it, because to me it makes complete sense since we need air water and food to live the fact that our resources are dwindling is important the fact that there's a pandemic and you know we're all it's important too and the fact that our politicians need to you know work together well hello you know that's physically life-threatening so we may have all of those needs because we've produced a lot but we're not stable right now so the spine or the nervous system excuse me even though it runs along the spine that's why it came to my mind knows and does not like the lack of predictability the brain has negativity bias because it hones in so that we may protect ourselves from danger so again a person has brain and nervous system and that body is when they say body so the body also stores through neuropeptides our trauma the charge states are charged because there's an actual again and it comes up fyi for my community with those ascension energies so the trauma that people are ready to see and deal with if they want will move into a resolved space but it can only happen you can only heal from trauma if you're in a physiological state of compassion with self and then obviously when relating to others which most people they're not doing they'll do with self but then when they're interacting again if you're forgiving okay because it means you understand and forgiving not just with one person with humanity as a whole when people are judging humanity and we'll keep again that conversation going in the future well then that's already not in compassion so the physiological state of compassion begins with the person being able to unconditionally love themselves with flaws and imperfections but if you don't extend it further 
you're going to interact with a lot of different aspects that continue to be in a window of tolerance for those who are going to stay in their attachment style if you will and our defense system and again these are data points to the people that are of that 5d unofficial love oneness neutrality self-empowered enlightened and enlightened not only because you're expanding consciousness and moving way beyond any belief system which doesn't negate them you're moving beyond which means you're adding information and you're learning more things you're seeing beyond it's beautiful by the way and um, it's not pink tainted glasses and the other aspect is for the enlightenment soul age group because that's the group that is present in that Krishna Leela with Shiva and Kali and it's a ventral vagal state with again our lovely insula the amygdala temporal junction prefrontal cortex engaged we are actively some with these clairs but it's because we're all that energy and our nervous systems communicate with each other so right brain to right brain once a person's established in a space of love and they've transcended because it's that escalator to more you'll hear that tomorrow or later on in the spirituality episode for my regular listeners you can see clearly why it's always been about love and fear it's not about evil or meanness the evil is fear it's a person who has a shame blame fault revenge loop because of their survival brain response because of their nervous system because of the biological rudeness and their inability to access their higher self their adult in the room in that moment i've been in situations where i see this it's it's heartbreaking because you know you can try to help but this is where you know even though ron siegel he says if we can bring out the worst in people we can bring out the best when a person is a person that survived trauma and they don't know that they had neglect abuse and that trauma is not looking like something that's you know they just don't know they call it evil and meanness it's not it's not allocated well so hopefully in time these episodes if there's an ability for me to continue them on our topics will help people to start really transforming these conversations and have compassion for each other especially when loved ones are interacting because the part that was beautiful and that i think we need more of is when the psychoeducators become compassionate of those who are doing the manipulation gaslighting like this lady described once she could work with this other lady because it's a trickle down it's not like nobody's chosen to be in these states nobody and it doesn't mean we all think the same you know but to be able to help people to navigate that neutrality land that's quite straightforward and to be able and just navigate it with oneself is all it takes for a person to start feeling a bit more of their own consciousness to be their true self all of us are love all of us are life our self is this beautiful body heart and mind and it's our personalities that make us different but if we don't learn to be functional adults we can't share that with each other because the adaptive children they're harsh unforgiving self-preserving and they just get into these unnecessary arguments 
looking forward to hearing your thoughts and experiences call on in or leave a message and have a wonderful day Thank you.